Welcome to the Pilot Podcast, powered by Wildfire Radio. Where we watch the pilot episodes of TV shows and recap other shows to answer your question, should I watch this? I'm your host BJ, along with my co-host Me Too, and this week we're checking out the psychological thriller, You. So stay tuned to the end if the nice guy lands the girl. Just kidding, he's a psycho. He might land her. That'd be a spoiler. Beach, what was your impression of You? That's an interesting question. My impression of You, the television series, which premiered on Lifetime, and is now on Netflix is that I liked it. So this is a psychological thriller. You do have that creepy element where you're just cringing on the inside when you see some character's behavior. You're also just very uncomfortable seeing the main character Joe's behavior because you're just like, I can't believe you're doing this. And this is all very believable behavior too. So you're like, there is a Joe out in the world. But overall, I'm interested in this concept and enjoy the pilot. What about you? I agree. I think this show was really creepy and I usually get turned off by super creepy things because I tend to be scared by really any content that isn't just (laughs) happy and joyous. But I thought it was really good. So to back up and give a brief background on the show listeners, Joe is a bookstore manager who meets this woman, Guinevere Beck, at his store and becomes obsessed with her and stalks her whole life. And she lives in a first floor apartment without blinds or curtains for some (laughs) reason. So he watches her whole existence tracks where she goes sees how she hangs out with her friends it's really creepy and what i like about the show is a couple things one they show that the behavior is bad because i think some movies and shows tend to do like do whatever you can to get the girl kind of themes and i like that it's clear what he's doing is wrong on the show Mm -hmm. and two what i also liked about the show is it shows the different parts of joe because one thing that helps abusers get away with their behavior is other people can say oh well he's really nice to me so there's no way he could be doing all of this to to that other person and what I like about this is you see that Joe clearly really cares about his job is a good manager has a great relationship with his co-worker has a great relationship with his or at least is good to his neighbor's child who deals with his mom and her boyfriend's drama and he's nice to these other people in his life he's just stalking and I assume the behavior is going to escalate on the verge of abusing Beck in other ways and so I like that they show that you know everyone contains multitudes yeah there's definitely two halves to Joe's personality Mm -hmm. even when he's being the creepy stalker type of person we sometimes hear his inner thoughts and you can tell he knows how to behave around certain people to maintain yes that positive image but on the inside he's like this is what I really feel. But he keeps those two sides of himself separated. And that works in his advantage and lets him get away with stalking people. He knows how to play the character he needs to be for whatever context he's in. Exactly. He can read people really well. So he's really smart. Yeah, he's probably a genius, which he comments on. I think he said something like geniuses are troubled people. Yeah, he's well aware of how clever he is and how good he is at not manipulating people, but kind of playing to people weaknesses in order to get them to behave how he would like. 
back. I know we've only seen the first episode of this show, mm-hmm. but do you have any thoughts on Joe's background? They did some flashbacks to the old bookstore manager owner that took a chance on him and trained him. So what do you think led Joe to this place? Do you think that bookstore manager is going to come back as in memories of that person? Or what do you think it is? So I didn't think too much about how the bookstore manager would play into this, but the previous bookstore manager, but it definitely seems like Joe has had some sort of trauma as a child. I'm guessing he lost his parents and maybe the bookstore manager took him in and helped raise him or he just had a bad relationship with his parents. And I think that might also be what's led to his obsessive behavior where he wants to protect someone, take care of them, be there for them because he might not have had that as a child. Mm -hmm. And it's just grown and evolved in a very dark way to now when he develops a crush on someone, those feelings manifest in a way where he's trying to give that person what he might not have gotten as a child. And I think we'll learn more about what he missed out as a child or wanted from his guardian figures over time. You're right. I think it's going to be clear that there was something he was missing. It reminds me of those books or movies basically keeping track of trends across serial killers and other violent people. It makes me think of Mindhunter where you discover, you know, they all have poor relationships with their parents. And one common trait is they were all dropped on their heads as babies, or a lot of them were. Really? A lot of them report that injury. Oh, I didn't know about that. Fun facts, courtesy of My Favorite Murder. Were you dropped on your no it as a child i am the opposite of a violent person i don't know joe hid it well from his co-workers so i don't know what you're doing when i'm not around if one of us was gonna be excuse me <laughs> you know if we asked nine of ten of our friends four to five dentists agree if some stuff came out about us people would be more surprised if it were me than if it were you that's why it's more likely to be you i'm no. too obvious of a choice you're very american psycho very christian bale keeping it all together young professional yuppie you're a young professional (laughs) not in the same way wow another wow is have you seen online that people are into joe i can see why people would be attracted to him what how because of the actor oh because penn badgley is hot wasn't he on gossip girl yes so people see the actor and accept that this is joe is a fictional character that which allows them to be attracted to joe it makes me think of those twitter accounts that track hot mugshots do you remember when felon bay first came out jeremy meeks yeah Yo, do you know who his new partner is, who he bagged and put a child in? It's like someone rich, isn't it? Yes, she is the Topshop heiress. I think with the internet era, people have a tendency to develop these quick crushes when they see an attractive face and are unrealistically willing to forgive flaws. So maybe you are a criminal, maybe you're a psychopath, but because I'm not in an actual relationship with you, I will look past that and just enjoy your face the distance makes it safer yeah you're at a safe distance so you can be like oh yeah i really like joe but then if you actually introduce someone to joe they'd be like maybe not actually it reminds me of when people saw jeremy meese's picture they were tweeting things like he can come rob me anytime (laughs) i'll leave my door unlocked but if he showed up at someone's door you know oh my gosh it would be a wrap anyway he doesn't need to rob nobody because he already got top shot money shout out to him moving on from joe can we talk about beck because i had a lot of problems with her character bj you know what let me let you go first because i could yell for hours so beck our female protagonist 
graduate student, aspiring writer. She writes poetry. That's her passion. You see that Joe is this invasive person trying to make his way into her life. So with all those aspects, you can relate to her. You feel bad for her that she's in this situation. And at least in the pilot, she's unaware of Joe's true intentions. But we find out she does not do anything to help herself. One, she is broke, which a lot of graduate students are, but she is spending money on very expensive gifts. Even her friends know she should not be doing this. I couldn't relate to that. I literally didn't understand it. Increasing your debt, strange. Two, she is presumably in her 20s as a graduate student, maybe went straight from undergrad, so mid-20s. She's a millennial. She knows how technology works, has social media, but she does not know anything about privacy settings. All of her social media, public. Her address, public. Her address wasn't public. He cropped her out of a picture that she took (laughs) outside of her home, which granted, I've never taken a picture outside of any numbered address. That's revealing, yeah. That belongs to me, but he reversed Google image search that door and the number of the house and google was like here you go girl it's in our satellite he was right though she's giving away her location with all these clues that's true he's very easily able to stalk her she teaches was it a yoga or pilates class yes so he stopped by that he knows where she hangs out with her friends and then the part that me too already mentioned which still makes no sense to me she lives in a first floor apartment with very large windows but no blinds no curtains no nothing and then she's walking around fresh out of the shower in a towel having sex with her boyfriend in front of this huge window that faces the street so not only is joe able to stand on the sidewalk and just watch anyone else could be watching and he masturbated while he watched her there's a scene where they both masturbated and i was gonna skip over that but that (laughs) didn't happen it was just especially vile because he finished masturbating under the awning of a building across the street and an older woman came out with big bags and he helped her carry her bags with those same hands and called a cab with that hand hey (laughs) (laughs) but we also have to put beck at fault why was she masturbating facing her window that looks out onto the street. That was weird, right? Yes. Here's the thing. I am not a victim blamer ever. So in a perfect world, she should actually be allowed to do all of these things Mm -hmm. and not fear some man watching her because in a perfect world, people aren't abusers. People aren't creeps and peeping toms and lurking in the shadows under the awning of the building across the street. But unfortunately, we don't live in that perfect world where men aren't the worst. Also, she has letting her life be visible to the general public. Yes. Actually, my partner calls those first floor apartments with huge windows where the entire universe can look in. Look and see apartments. Look and see how we live or how we live apartments. Something like that. They're all over DC too. And and I've seen them everywhere in every major city. I don't know what that design is, but they're everywhere. And all the people who live there never seem to think, hey, my window's open to the sidewalk. Sometimes I'm uncomfortable 
when I'm walking down the street and I just happen to look to my right or left or whatever and I have literally made eye contact with people just sitting on their couches and it's so intimate. I live high up in my building and I always have my blinds down. Same. I'm on the fourth floor. My blinds are closed. (laughs) Always. So I just don't understand not minding your safety. Yeah. Privacy just doesn't seem to be something that ever crosses her mind. She also doesn't have a password on her laptop. I have never met anyone under the age of my parents. Even my parents password protect their things, actually. Yeah. She doesn't have a password on her phone. She doesn't have a password on her laptop. All of her social media was also already logged in on her computer. I've never met anyone who's just an open book like that. You know what I was thinking of while we were watching? No, what? I'm talking about The Girl on the Train by Paula Hawkins. And it's about the protagonist, Rachel, who catches the same commuter train every single morning and passes this home with two people in it that she calls Jess and Jason and she's obsessed with their lives and she sees something shocking and she of course jumps in their business and then puts herself and everyone in danger. And this episode is brought to you by Audible so you can listen to that audiobook or any other free with the 30-day trial membership. Interesting. This show actually reminds me of another story involving very toxic behavior. Do you remember Gone Girl by Jillian Flynn? Do I? I guess so. That story really had me nervous about what was going to happen next just like this show. And if you want to check out a psychological thriller or any other type of audiobook, you can go to audibletrial.com slash thepilotpod and browse their unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a free title and start listening. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash thepilotpod for your free audiobook. Happy listening! So a person like Beck is written solely for the plot and concept of this show. Has to be, right? I really hope so. I've seen people who live in those first floor, floor to ceiling window gentrification apartments, but I doubt they also have unlocked laptops and computers and phones. So Beck is Joe's main interest, but Joe also has one other quote-unquote friend, I guess. The only closest thing to a friend we've seen is his neighbor, Paco. And you felt a little uncomfortable with that relationship. Do you want to comment on that? (laughs) Nice segue. (laughs) What I didn't like about Joe's relationship with Paco is I just think Joe is a bad influence. It seems like Joe is trying to develop a similar relationship to Paco as he had with the bookshop owner. Mm -hmm. And it seems like some weird stuff happened with the bookshop owner. There was that scene of him taking Paco to the temperature control chamber where they keep the first editions and the classic books, which feels like very intense technology for a small business owner's book. But in any case, when he is showing Paco the books, it's clear he's giving him the same spiel the bookstore owner gave him because it flashes back while he's speaking and he's saying the same words as the bookshop owner. So I'm concerned of him being a negative influence on Paco. It definitely seems like he is shaping Paco to be another version of him when Paco grows up. His protege. Yeah. So it makes me nervous. Because Paco seems like a very sweet, precocious boy who loves to read and is clearly using it on some level of escapism from his mom and her relationship with her abusive partner, that guy who said he was a parole officer for 15 years. Yeah, and clearly Paco, he wants someone to hang out with while he's there to get away from that drama that his mother is going through. And so from the outside, Joe is that nice neighbor who, you know, will share a meatball sub with you, but little does he know 
he might also share his obsessive stalking habits with him. It just didn't sit right on my spirit. Gotta protect the kids. What do you think of Beck's friends? We only see one of her friends show concern for her, but she does have a posse of friends that she seems to spend time with and talk to regularly. Okay, I don't mean to sound naive, but do friendships like this exist where you can't afford to hang with them, but you still hemorrhage money? Actually, yes, they do exist because there have been some pretty high profile cases. I was about to say, you know, and even at the college we went to. Mm -hmm, That's true. I just don't get it. So Becca is friends with these three young women and they're three clearly trust fund babies or just rich girls who party all night and then the next day can sleep it off. Whereas Becca tries to party all night with them and still has to go to her jobs the next day. And she tries to hang with them by spending money she doesn't have. She ends up having to call her mom for money at one point and it was one girl's birthday and she bought her a McQueen was it a scarf or a shirt? I think it was just a scarf. It was just some tiny piece of fabric that was very expensive. And one of her friends, Peaches, tried to take her aside and say you know she can loan her money but it felt a bit condescending i think she meant well i think she meant well but ultimately joe didn't like her friends because they seemed like vapid party girls but i don't think they're the problem i think beck is the problem not beck is the problem (laughs) but that's just not your crew or at the very least you can't afford to be with that crew right now because when she asked them to come to her neighborhood they were like hard pass girl you gonna come here the only time they met up with her was for her to do bad poetry at that poetry night oh drunk beck and poetry so beck also has another problem besides maybe not hanging with the best friends thinking her poetry is good that's subjective she objectively has a bad boyfriend benji oh yes so benji also one of these wealthy people maybe that's how she met her friends through benji oh that's a good point or would she have met benji through her friends either way she doesn't need to be with any of these people (laughs) yes you're right she can't afford it i don't fault the friends everyone's playing their role it's like when someone jumps into the tiger pit or the lion pit and they put down the tiger or the lion at the zoo for mauling the person it's like only one person was playing their position and it was the animal yeah it's up to beck to say sorry guys i am broke i cannot go out with you yeah but she doesn't do that or even just save for a little bit i need to take a month off from this friendship you can come over for wine and snacks and the bachelor or whatever and otherwise i just need to lock it down at home although low-key beck should just be letting her friends pay for everything they probably wouldn't even question it what's the point of being friends with rich people if you're not doing it for that because there's no way she legitimately likes them i don't think any of them seemed interesting except for peaches i think it's just peach peach (laughs) (laughs) well i think you bring up a good point i think peach out of the three is the only one who seems to have legitimate concern for her especially in regards to her bad relationship with her boyfriend but otherwise they're kind of passable friends she could get new ones and it'd be okay so how do you feel about benji the love interest douchebag lots of money does whatever he wants to like currently running an artisanal soda company (laughs) which he thought was going to be all about flavors what did he say i've learned more about microbials than flavors or he complained about something like that and this is after he started a dating app like love hooks which matches you based on music preferences which to be honest 
that's kind of a good starting point. There was a show called Casual that was canceled. It ran for three seasons on Hulu. And one of the characters basically invented Tinder. Mm -hmm. And he fell out of love with the company and then tried to create a new one. And it wanted to sing your music preferences, your Postmates, and then your porn preferences. Oh. Yeah, I know. It took a dark (laughs) turn at the end. But wouldn't you be like, okay, you vibe with this playlist. I vibe with that playlist. We both love tacos. I'm sure at least a first date would work. Yeah, because all those dating apps always ask, what music are you into? What food do you like? Mm -hmm. So they're already using that in the algorithm. I guess porn would also match you as well. I guess it would be helpful to at least hard eliminate people. Like, oh, you're into that. Mm, Okay. (laughs) Yeah, a shared love of Beyonce can only take you so far. (laughs) It seems to be more like a hookup only relationship at this point where Benji goes to Beck, says some nice things, they sleep together, and then he moves on, skips her poetry nights, doesn't provide her that emotional support that anyone should have in a relationship. In any kind of relationship too. He plays that part perfectly though Mm -hmm. because the way he showed up, even though he's super rich, to her home in dirty looking clothes, it was just a perfectly cast character and they dressed him perfectly for the role and I loved it because we also went to college with a lot of very rich kids who would wear a lot of flannel, a lot of leggings, just things to indicate I'm a brooding person and I'm an artist and not I'm rich as hell. That's so key. When you have all that money, just dress casually like you don't care, even though you've spent money to look like you don't care. It's very specific not care look oh my gosh i remember when we were in college every time it rained all the women in our dorm wore hunter boots yeah in high school they did that okay so i never noticed labels in high school because i went to high school with uniforms and Mm, really strict clothing yeah which was great for me because i could not afford to dress like the kids i went to high school with in any case all the women were in hunter boots so i remember i went home for maybe winter break and i was walking through a Macy's and I was like oh hunter boots I can (laughs) I can match all the girls in our dorm let me get my pair (laughs) and when I tell you after I saw the price how gently I put a rubber boot you would have thought it was like (laughs) a Fabergé egg I so gently put it back on the display and like two hands up walked away I was like "Uh uh-uh and that's what they wear when it was muddy yeah that's your gross clothes so I think we've covered all of the main characters that we kind of saw in this pilot I think it's pretty clear that Joe's obsession is gonna evolve and grow especially now that they've started to establish some sort of relationship they're now speaking to each other more regularly what do you anticipate will happen over this first season i think his behavior is going to escalate with stories like this the behavior always escalates so i think he's going to get violent i'm not sure if it's with beck but i anticipate it's with beck if she doesn't go with what he says yes because what we didn't mention he does get violent by the end of this first episode because what he feels about beck that's not love right like love is not supposed to be violence yeah he wants to control her which is why he's so obsessed with her partner with disliking her friends with all of that he doesn't love her he wants her in 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 an object way she's a book to add to his collection is that the analogy i think so (laughs) Oh my God. <laughs> when he was talking about how to take care of these rare and old books, I think he was talking about Beck. I thought he was talking about how he kills people because you know how he was like, crack the spine, do this, and using the tools? Oh, not that scene. The one with Paco, the first one. Oh, 
Yeah, that's a fantastic point, Beach. And <laughs> thank you, writers of you, for making such a clear, clear analogy. I apologize. I'm very jet lagged. I went on a very busy work trip, and I'm just going to use that excuse. I can confirm she has been yawning the entire time <laughs> we've been watching this episode. We'll edit. Okay, Beach, what's your final rating for you? I would say would watch again seriously. So this episode hooked me in and I really want to know how this is going to turn out. Honestly, I hope Beck gets smart somehow over the next, this is a 10 episode season, and I hope over the next nine episodes her IQ increases and she realizes Joe is a creepy person, Benji is a bad boyfriend, and her rich friends just keep her around so they can have an even number of girls in the group. It ain't IQ, it's common sense, and you know she's not gonna catch it by the end of this season. I know. But I'm still going to watch. I have little to no hope for her. But I agree. I would watch again seriously as well. That was a fantastic pilot. And it was just good. And it really leaned into the campy nature of the show, which I think I've said campy on the last four reviews. But maybe it's because we've been watching these kind of hokey shows. And I think Netflix is a better place for it than Lifetime. So I like seeing it on Netflix. Yeah, I get why this was started on Lifetime because they do movies with this type of plot. Totally. But maybe a full tv series is not best for lifetime and the good news netflix has already greenlit a second season yes which hopefully you don't interpret that as spoilers of how this first one will end yeah i guess at the very least we know joe makes it i assume they wouldn't start over with a fresh cast Ooh, what if beck becomes the new joe highly doubt it although that could be on some silence of the lamb swag if you want to find other shows that you might be interested in check out our website thepilotpodcast.com and you can subscribe to us on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher radio and spotify and please leave us a five-star rating and a review it really means a lot yes five star ratings for these two dime pieces please you can follow us on twitter and on instagram at the pilot pod you can like us on facebook at the pilot podcast you can send thoughts feedback bj me too fanfic no. to ask the pilot podcast at gmail.com and you can also find us on wildfireradio.com thanks for listening bye, bye.